from Dial Square to where is proud to have Gunas vs Cancer as its charity sponsor for the season. Set up by the Gunas podcast, it is a brilliant charity raising money for leukemia and lymphoma research. Please help me to help them reach their fundraising goal by visiting gunasvscancer.com and see how to donate or bid for some great Guna merchandise. Thank you. Hello again to another extra special episode of From Dial Square to Wear, the Arsenal Twitter podcast. This is the recording of my brand new first episode of my live YouTube show You Can Be The Star. It's an interactive show with great guests where we discuss the best of this week's Arsenal Twitter. The other thing is that the viewer with the best interaction with the panel via the chat box has the opportunity to come on the show to answer questions and voice their opinions live. Please make sure that you are subscribed to the YouTube channel to catch future episodes. Enjoy! Alright Treacle! People keep asking if I'm back, and I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back! Hello! To wear the first live stream that we've tried uh, with my podcast. So, a big welcome to you all. Um, I'm obviously not alone today, as you can see. I'm sure one of the faces is extremely uh, common and uh, well recognizable for you all. So, first off, Alex, introduce yourself, Alex. Well, yeah, I'm uh, one of the, well, actually, the main host on uh, Channel 4 TV. Um... Uh, I'm supposed to have my brother help me on my uh, on my uh, channel, but he's uh, a bit of a lazy bugger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm talking to you, my brother. Um, yeah, been here for more than a year and a half, and um, it's been it's been a blast, you know, trying to hook up and doing collabs with uh, such wonderful people as um, Andrew. Yeah, no, yeah, it's been it's been a blast, and um, it's good to meet up with um, yeah different gunas all over the world. But, yeah, cool. It certainly is. Yeah, and uh, your people can find you on Twitter as well, at Canon Follow TV, I believe. Yeah, and also on uh, YouTube as well, of course. Uh, well, of course, well, yeah, obviously that's where it goes without saying. Have you got a unique URL or, yeah? No, we haven't. No, we no haven't. okay. Just search cool. Canon Follow. I can't recommend it highly enough. It's, um, I love your videos. They're extremely informative. I think you, you do a fantastic job. So I can't recommend people enough to, um, to go and subscribe to that if you're not already. If you're not already, then why the hell not? Because <laughs> it's a yeah, it's a really quality uh, Arsenal-based uh, well, channel. We try. Right, we try not to make things too serious, uh, which is why we're so. Uh, that's why you're so on nice. here. 
Oh my God, you're too feisty for me today. <laughs> I can no. let loose now. <laughs> exactly, yeah. The new rules here. New rules. You drop spaghetti on the floor, you just pick it up and eat it here. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> so, oh, too well, funny. that leads me on to the next guest. Um, we had such a blast the other day. Oh my God, I, I yes. On Canon, on Canon Fodder TV. Exactly, yeah. And oh, it was... Uh, please go watch that video if you haven't already. And Glenn's done a, a brilliant um, a sort of a quick one-minute clip up, up of it, haven't you, uh, Glenn? Which is fantastic. Right. Well, I it's I, really good. I only did it because Cannon Fodder is one of the best-kept secrets right now on social media. I thought if I made a funny little dumb video of what an idiot I am and, and how nice you are... <laughs> <laughs> that people might, you know, be interested. But you don't have to go through that whole rigor rigmarole with me. I'm that annoying American idiot that has too much time on his hands. That Glenn DITM is good for uh, Instagram and Twitter and uh, YouTube. So there, that's done and over with. Let's start the show. Fantastic. I, I am uh, just real quick, guys. I am an experiment in sleep deprivation today. I'm, I'm sure any parents watching or listening can relate to that. So absolutely, I'll, I'll, I'll try to behave myself. Well, it should, should make for even better viewing, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> well, this uh, show is hopefully, fingers crossed, maybe a unique one because we give you the opportunity as the viewers to join us on the show for the last part of the show uh we're going to be getting glenn to choose the most entertaining person in the comment section today and um so be good be humorous you do say what you like um be interesting and um you can join us if you wanted to uh, towards the last back end of the show so that'll be really good and you can be one of the panel and you can voice your opinions to all of the watching gooners and all the future watching gooners and all the listening gooners when this turns into a podcast as well so hopefully we'll get a good amount of people watching and um we can take it from there so first off we're going to be going through some of the best tweets that uh, we've seen recently um on twitter obviously um any anything goes really anything goes with regards to that arsenal based twitter clearly but um anything humorous anything interesting that props up and let's let's face it int- twitter offers a lot of good <laughs> content every single day it's a complete i mean we've got the best fan base in the world but we've got some complete lunatics um, <laughs> We've got some extremely intelligent and good quality comments on there as well, but we've got some very funny people on Twitter as well, which we've all seen, I'm sure. So let's go through those and uh, we can have a discussion about them, see what comes out of that. So what's your first one, Alex? All right, so the first one I came across uh, comes from um, uh, Abuetes, or Abuetes, and Mm. he says, or she says, or they say, since Tottenham Hotspur won the league last time, Arsenal won the league six times. Arsenal won the league two times at your own ground. Arsenal won 27 trophies. Arsenal did the Vincibles, Redknapp, entire senior league and management career. The internet was invented. Mm-hmm. So 
I've got a neighbour <laughs> who's a Tottenham uh, uh, supporter, and I've been avoiding him because I don't want to damage our relationship because we're so passionate about my team and his team as well. But Tottenham Spurs, Tottenham and their fans, you can go and F yourselves. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, we'll see the whole new side of you today, Alex. I love there it. There you go. I'm going to cut. Glenn, <laughs> come back. <laughs> Is this the guy that told me to watch my language fifty times? No, um, wait, my... Andrew, it's a free for all. <laughs> <laughs> You're at my house now. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Drinks of that. <laughs> You see, I love those tweets, though, Alex. There's been loads of those going around, haven't they? And with people listing things that have happened since, you know, like the moon landings and things like that. And, uh, <laughs> I think, um, well, I think I'm pretty sure that yeah, Pep Guardiola wasn't born last time as well. So you look what's happened since then. And, uh, and there's so many things. I think Harold Macmillan was the prime minister in 1961, I believe. Yeah. As well, and that that makes everything sound like uh, Victorian, like everyone's walking around the streets of London in black and white. Like color, <laughs> color wasn't invented at that point. <laughs> so, I, yeah. I don't, I don't understand how Tottenham fans can even banter as you guys like to do. They're like shooting blanks, man. We got all the ammunition. They, they, what have they done? Nothing. Uh, Nothing. I. I saw on Twitter the other day, sorry, Andrew, I didn't write the person's name down, but a Tottenham fan said, Pepe could not even make our starting team. I'm like, wait a minute, isn't banter not supposed to be complete fiction and a little bit of truth to it? Pepe can't make your starting team? Give me a freaking break, man. Oh, it's a joke. I know, absolute joke. Well, I have to give them a lot of respect, though, because they are the Audi Cup holders. Let's get... Let's, let's <laughs> you know, I, I actually... I actually got I, I got one of those myself once when I took my old car in for a service. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, that was quite a nice Audi Cup that I had as well. <laughs> uh, I, mean, uh, I thought they were rubbish at the week um, at the weekend, uh, not last weekend, weekend before now, wasn't it? I think uh, times uh, times gone past, but yeah, I, I didn't rate them at all. I don't know about you guys, but and, they, and this is putting all kind of banter aside I think they're a really basic side to be perfectly honest you take out I mean obviously we know Kane is a well we know what he is but he's, he's a good striker let's face facts Ericsson good player uh, I think his mind's elsewhere to be perfectly honest uh, they're two centre-backs I think are going to be leaving the club um, at the end of the season and Son he's an excellent player I really rate him yeah, even though but take take those away. They're individuals, though, uh, and take that sort of side away from it a minute. They're just a long ball team. I couldn't see them playing good football. Could you? No, no, and no. and don't, you're leaving out a long ball team and a Harry Kane cheating. That's well, that's, I, that's, I, that's their whole team. I, I, I did say. Yeah, I did. To be, to be fair, my defence. I did say we all know what he is, and we do. Oh, and, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, uh, they, they are cheap, a bunch of cheats, but they, they can't play football. I don't, I don't know what's going on because I was actually listening to another podcast earlier on today, um, Tap In Football. Don't you ever, ever heard that one? It's, it's really good. They Their analysis is amazing, really good, but they do it in a really good way. And um, they were sort of dissecting it. And you know, going back to, I think it was 2016 where they officially sort of peaked 
really, as a, as a squad. They, I think they ended up that season on 87 points. Um, ever since then, they've steadily declined. And um, like I said, their, their squad is pretty much the same as it was back then. And they just... Squads need refreshing, and it hasn't been refreshed for for too long. And they've obviously got the new signings this year, but that's not enough. And I just think they're stale, absolutely stale. They've got anything to worry about from them this season. I really don't. But Andrew, no. can I just, just 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 quickly mention there was another tweet. Uh, it's kind of lead lead us into this. Gunnar mm. Glenn, and he put a tweet out mm. after the England game, and he said in the tweet that with Kane. You can't love him when he plays for England. No. Hate him when he plays for Tottenham. I can't love him full stop. England. Sorry, go on. I said I can't love him full stop. I, yeah. I, wish, I wish he was out the England team. I really do. Oh, he is. I know. Delhi Alley as well. I can't stand that smarmy git. Did you see that? I put a like, uh, looky likey on Twitter not long ago with Delhi Alley, and it's the um, cartoon, the kids' cartoon, Arthur. <laughs> have you ever seen that? <laughs> if you have children, yes. Yeah, it's just like yes. he's, got, he's got like two holes on his face where his nose is supposed to be. But <laughs> <laughs> <Like>, Arthur. <laughs> anyway, I, I need, I need. Wait, I, I need a little bit of honesty from you guys because I feel guilty. During the World Cup, the USA didn't make it, and I was rooting, you know, a full hundred percent for England. And I found myself. It felt weird rooting for Harry Kane, but. You, what, what did you guys do during the World Cup? You, oh, no, don't, don't get me wrong. I, I, I'm an England fan, you know, but I would be more of an England fan, be more inclined to watch the team more often if there was no Spurs players in there. Okay. <laughs> and, 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 and from, I'm, I'm being honest. There's no, there's not enough, well, there's not enough Arsenal players in there, which I used to, I used to, I'll tell you what, one of my proudest moments is, I'm going to come on to this bit later on about, um, the whole supporting of Arsenal thing but one of my most proudest moments as an Arsenal fan there was nine players involved in, a, in one England game once and um, yeah it was the, the game where Brian Marwood made his one and only appearance for England and um, I just wish I could remember who it was against now um, but back into the 80s back 88 or something like that we, we had nine players not on the pitch at the same time, but played in the same match for England. And I was so proud. I've never been more proud, you know, in all my time. I wish we can get back to, not obviously that level maybe, but just having a few players in the England squad makes such a difference to me. And uh, for my real, I mean, but don't get me wrong, Glenn, we, I, I still support England throughout all the tournaments and everything, just passionately, but it just takes something a little bit away when, when it's Harry Kane that scores for England, to be, to be perfectly honest. Oh, Okay. I didn't support England during the World Cup. What? I supported Colombia because my wife's Colombian. You know, my children are Colombian. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I supported Colombia, which is why I, I always wear the Colombian tops. Yeah, I like that top though. I, I commented on that, didn't I? So, yeah, yeah. I like that one. But when they get knocked out in the first round every year, do you drop onto England then? <laughs> <laughs> Please say, Andrew, please say. <laughs> oh, my. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, Glenn, what's your... Um, well, your I, feel, I feel a little guilty because when you asked me to look on Twitter a few days ago, I was just looking for, like, very 
uh, things that were tweeted a lot. Like, for instance, this one that drove me crazy that was tweeted by multiple people is Arsene Wenger almost signed Sancho. Mm. And and you know I've I've seen too many of these stories and I tweeted back that I said yeah he, he almost signed Sancho if I was intimate with my wife and when we finished I said to her hey how was it dear and she said almost job not done <laughs> you know what I'm saying <laughs> so so I don't want to hear about who Arson almost yeah. signed and it was tweeted multiple times by AW lovers and I have total respect for the guy. But uh, come on now, you're not doing him any favors telling us almost that he almost got, you know, no, he's stuck with Theo Walcott, you know, and, and uh, <laughs> that's, yeah, why that's-, we, that's why we don't have Sancho, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. We've, oh, there's so many. If you can go back catalog of the almost signings, it's unbelievable. Did he almost, I mean, sign, you know, did he almost sign Messi as well? Or? I, I heard Ronaldo. I, I didn't hear Ronaldo. I read, yeah. I read Ronaldo. I did. I don't even remember that. Yeah. I don't. I don't remember Messi cropping up, but there's been loads, haven't there? You know, yeah, Ibrahimovic. I mean, yeah. Um, well, he's retired. Well, he's kind of retired. All the stories about you know I should have given up the manager's job many years ago and. For me, it's just bullshit. I just I don't have any time for Arsene Wenger. You know, he did a great job uh, when he was at Arsenal. You know, he just enjoy your retirement. You know, but I don't mm. have any time for Arsene Wenger. Sorry, sorry, guys. Sorry. I, well, go go on, Ken. I, I was just gonna say there was a point in my life. This is the God's honest truth. Where if I could have had dinner with any person in the world, it would have been Arsene Wenger. I freaking mm. adored the guy. Then he sold Van Persie to Manchester United, and I was done with him. You know, that was my breaking point, watching Van Persie score all those goals for United all season long. I, and he lost me right there, and I joined well, the Wenger out crowd. Well, that, that cost me two, two, maybe even three years, three seasons of supporting Arsenal. Oh, I you were pissed. I didn't. I, I didn't. I didn't watch a game for two or three years, and I, I didn't. I, I just contemplated at the time just walking away from football as a as a fan. I couldn't support anyone else, obviously, so I didn't um, follow football at all um, until last. Well, it wasn't before last season. I came back before that, but yeah, it could that sale of Van Persie cost me. Well, three years of my Arsenal supporting life because I genuinely just thought what's the point if you're going to sell your best player your best goal scorer to the team that you is one of your biggest rivals what, what's the point what's the point in carrying on real quick I don't want to interrupt you Alex I always looked at it as he sold the Premier League title for 25 million dollars yeah, it just yeah. pissed me off I know so and it, that, that, that that was a straw that broke the camel's back though because we sold you know we were selling our best players every every season we were selling our best players getting picked off and it just made us look like a, a small a small team you know it's like people patting us on our head like, oh you've done really well with this player we'll take him off you now because he's outgrown you that <laughs> really, that really really got to me and that and when that happened with Van Persie that was a straw that broke the camel's back and I said I the same. He's done an interview with um, BT Sports a, a few weeks ago, but in the cold light of day, I guess Van Persie was right. You know, he went to Man United and he he won the Premiership with, with Man U. And I guess maybe at the point, he arrived at a point where he just didn't trust Arsene Wenger with 
not only his career, but you know, getting another Premier League win under Arsene Wenger. But you know, I can't stand the guy. I can't stand it. You know. Well, I, I, history. That's it. I but, think I, I haven't brought myself to watch that Van Persie interview. I've I can't. Seen I, pieces, yeah. I, I can't. Uh, I can't no, watch it. It's too just, painful for me too. Yeah. yeah well, I I can't say I hate Arsene Wenger. I can't. I just can't bring myself to do it. But it, it, when you say he was telling the truth about um, you know leaving to to go and win things, that's the whole sad point because I, I, it clearly what brings to to the fore the fact that Arsene Wenger. Should have um, moved on um, before, you know. After I, I think, I don't know. It's hard to pinpoint the exact time, but <clears throat> he should have gone a lot longer before because we shouldn't be in that position. We were on the cusp of being the best team. I mean, we were the best team. Let's face it. You know uh, that uh, invincible era. We were the best team, and we didn't build on it. Um, was it? I'm, I think I'm right in saying that. It was, wasn't it the season after? No, it wasn't the season after that. I'm talking about when Gilberto left. Um, I think, I think that really is a is a real point in history, the pinpoint time for me when things really crumbled because we didn't replace Gilberto and we didn't give him a new contract because of his flipping age. And look at he went on to to have some really, you know, carried on playing at a really good level for. A few seasons after that, and we never replaced him, and it just started from there. We 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 started not strengthening the squad season after season, and um, I mean, yeah, I, to, for it to get from where we were to to the point of Nasri, um, all these players leaving, you know. Nasri at that point got picked off. Um, I can't remember, it's flipping from right out of my head. Our, our right back at the time went to Man City as well. Nadi Boyor, Van Persie, and you can list it, Seth Fabregas, you can list them all off, on, off, on, off, for, for people leaving, right up to obviously, you've got Henri and Vieira and all that as well, which, again, you know, can understand at some certain points because of the age that they got to. But again, I'm sure, I'm absolutely, I'm absolutely positive, if we'd have offered them a decent contract, they wouldn't have gone, you know, even it's because of this stupid age thing he had in his head. And he was too arrogant to yeah. actually yeah. take any advice whatsoever. Yeah, I'm not going to tell anybody, you know, how they should feel about Arsene Wenger. But you're not doing him any favors telling me players he almost got and what he almost did. You know, I went from loving the guy to wanting to have dinner with him over anybody in the world. And now he just upsets my stomach. You know what I'm saying? It's, just, it's like dating this wonderful woman. Everything is great. But then the last few years goes to shit. And you just like, you don't want to see him anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't. So that's how I, I feel now. about I know. I'll tell you what, though. I'll tell you what, though. I'm very much looking forward to the book. I'll if he tells the truth, if he tells the truth, I will read it. Absolutely. I think I, I, I really do think he will. Is there going to be an English translation? Oh, there will be. Yeah, of course. Yeah? Of course. Yeah. I'm not going to. I mean, if not, I'll have to go to night school. I'll go have to look one up. <laughs> Right away, <laughs> you know my GCSE French is not going to be. Uh, it must be in there somewhere, but I can't I can remember. Always, always, commissary had the police people play. That's about all I remember. I thought all you Europeans were bilingual. Oh, no, yeah. apart from the English. <laughs>
That's the thing. <laughs> anyway, well, yeah, we, we point just... today. <laughs> yeah. Well, my one, all I wanted to talk about was, I'm going to, um, although most of them have actually turned a little bit serious, but I put a, a tweet out, I can't remember if it's today or yesterday, but um, about uh, Arsene Wenger again. And um, it was basically on the back of um, listening to another podcast again, because I've I listen to podcasts all day. I, you know, I think I'm, I think I'm a little bit addicted. But um, it's better than hanging out with your kids. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. joking. Yeah, I'm yeah. joking. Well, throwing, I'm throwing, throwing my throwing pizza the other way around, Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so transparent. I've done one panel show, and he's got me figured out already. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Well, I am. Um, I was talk- I was listening, and they were talking about um, Emery this season, and if you know the old old question, if he doesn't get top four, will he go? And he got on to the point of um, would the board, you know, be ruthless enough? Well, no, actually, it was whether he could still go if he did reach top four, and um, I think it possibly he possibly could because I've- I said before on your show the other day, Alex. That um, he's he's a transitional manager. He was brought in to be, yeah, you know, to bridge the gap after Arsene Wenger leaving. And he, no matter what, because I don't want him to be sacked. I've, I've, you know, I've, I've made my feelings really clear about Emery, and I've got some grave concerns about him. And it's not um, being overreactionary after only four games. It's because it's the same thing from last season. And things don't seem to be moving on. Uh, and the more I see um, his team selections and the performances, it seems that he's not going to have a game plan. That's not good, and that's not his style. His game plan is to change it every every week, regardless of form of players. He will drop players, even if they because I mean, what, there's no other excuse for not playing Willock, who up until. The Spurs game, we've probably been out one of our best midfielders this season. And then, obviously, Benduzzi against Spurs had the game of his life, and he's really announced himself to the world after that game as well. Um, but to pick the players he's, he's picking, um, it's, it's not based on form, because there's no reason he'd pick Xhaka if that was the case, because of his mistakes game after game after game. That can't be a form pick. Same with Socrates. And... Chambers did nothing wrong. So I I started thinking after that comment about would the board sack him after, even if we did reach the top four. And it made me think because, right, I'm asking you now, what, when did Arsene Wenger leave Arsenal? Okay, when was it? Summer 2018. What else happened in summer 2018, I'll tell you, was that Stan Kronk finally became the 100% owner of Arsenal. Is that a coincidence that he got the hundred percent and then Wenger left that summer? I don't yeah. think. He, I don't he, think. Or was he sacked? Or was he fired? I think he was pushed out the door. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he was. He was fired. From, from what I understand. Yeah, he was. But 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 they let him go gracefully. They didn't put a. a obviously, you give the guys some respect, don't you? After all that time. <laughs> Andrew, what did you want? Some big cartoon boot hitting him in the ass as he went out yeah, the door? No, no. I'm, I'm pointing that. I'm pointing out the fact that I let him go gracefully. But he was sacked. Okay. But he was sacked. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, a big, like a Monty Python, a big hand come down and. <laughs> like that. But, uh, but no, no, that's the, I, I don't think that's a coincidence. I really don't. Uh, he knew that the writing was on the wall, um, and they they had a chat to him. Said, "But you know, we're going to get rid of you. How how do you want it to play out?" And it got announced a bit earlier, didn't it? You, I think it was about what April time or, or whatever. He, he uh, actually announced that he was going to be leaving at the end of the season. And I, I don't think that that's a coincidence. So I, I think they are ruthless enough to do anything, really. And I, I, I love it, to be perfectly honest. I really do. I, I mean, also. The other thing was, it got me thinking, was that last season, Iwobi and Mkhitaryan were a staple of the side. He, he played them pretty much week in, week out, for at least six months of the, of the season. They were pretty much the first names on the team sheet. But they went in the summer. Did he have a say in that? I don't think he had a say in that. Hmm. I I don't... That's Go ahead, Alex. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, what I was going to say is... That, um... And guys, just 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 stick with me, all right? Because okay. Um, I know we've said before um, that it doesn't appear to be any kind of game plan with with um, Unai Emery. I'm just thinking. I don't know how he was at PSG because, like um, Glenn said, I hadn't heard of him before he came to Arsenal. So no. I'm just wondering: is he has he been doing the same thing at Sevilla, at PSG, you not know, tinkering? And just changing the team so often, so maybe that's the method to his madness. Maybe that's that's what Unai Emery does. He he's a tinker man. Mm. Whereas with Klopp and um, Pep Guardiola, you can see, you know, what what they're trying to do or what they've done. I guess maybe with Unai Emery, that <clears> is, is his trademark that he tinkers. That's the I know. method to his madness. I don't I don't like it. I really don't. Well, neither do I. Neither do I. I well, look. look. Just for the list, sake of the listeners, just in case they didn't catch that show we did together the other day, um, I'll just quickly point out what I said on there as well about um, on the Arsenal Vision podcast where Elliot read out this statement. Uh, it, well, it wasn't a statement. It was um, a, a match report from a French newspaper um, from about three or four years ago um, regarding the disconnect between the, the midfield and the front three. And obviously they were playing Neymar, Mbappe and Cavani. So they were high quality front three. And the midfields he was putting out for PSG were not supporting the front three. They weren't, get, weren't creative enough and they weren't supplying the ammunition for them to score goals. And um, th- that match report, when he read it out, could have been for the Spur- Arsenal Spurs match. It, it, was, it was word for word. It could have been just copied and pasted. And, and that really worries me because that's just the that's indicative of the way he is, and that's why it's not overreacting. It's um, it's just worrying about the way he's been his whole career, pretty much. Uh, I just don't I just don't like the way he sets the team up, and I can't help it. But I'm still very positive about the season because I'm hoping that the squad is so strong now that they can succeed despite these negative tactics, almost. But he just has to pick the right players and um, stop picking on age. I don't think uh, this is another thing. Um, on the Arsenal Spurs game, I don't think that age should come into it. It's all about your attitude and your positivity and going onto the pitch confident. And people were saying, well, you can't play Willock because he's only 20. Well, I, I'd rather play someone like him who's going to actually relish the occasion 
than someone who's 27 and who keeps giving away penalties. Who he's just all he does. He, he, he's got right. This is something else I've, I've actually recorded today for my next episode of my podcast as well. I, in my opinion, that I, I really like to simplify things to keep it as simple as possible. Because football, for me, is actually quite a simple game. I can, I think there's only a, a few types of midfielder. There's an attacking midfielder, a defensive midfielder, funnily enough, and there's there's a, a left midfielder and a right midfielder, where it possibly in um, a four four two old fashioned type of four four two they can be called wingers as well, but from, they can just play wide. And some people say that there's a playmaker. I don't agree that there should be things called a play players called playmakers because playmakers to me keep the ball ticking along and they are the central part of the machine the ball comes to them and they have got a good footballing brain so that they know who to pass it to whether pass short or pass long but they keep the game flowing that to me is a playmaker now call me old-fashioned but if you've got to the stage where you buy you are an elite footballer playing in the best league in the world you should be able to do that anyway you shouldn't have to have to have special skills to actually pass the ball long or short you should be able to do that Otherwise, why are you playing in the best league in the world? You know, so for me, I don't really count that. So, it, it, Granite Xhaka is not an attacking midfielder. He's not a defensive midfielder. He, he's not a left midfielder or a right midfielder. He doesn't leave anything. He's he's a midfielder that's half decent at passing. Well, I'm sorry, but I, I expect that for any team, any player. You know, it's a very basic thing to actually be able to, to, to pass. So, I don't see where he's, he fits into in a club that's got ambitions of becoming one of the world's elite clubs again. I don't see he, he's a good enough player to fit into that any kind of system that we play. The problem is, Andrew, Unai Emery has put pressure on himself to select Granit Xhaka because Granit Xhaka is one of five captains. Is he, though? Has oh it been announced? He is. He has is. it been announced, though? He hasn't announced him. There's something behind that. He hasn't announced it like he did last season. But he doesn't have to because he, he clearly can see mm. where he's going. I mean, he he did be? last season. He did the last season. He announced his team of five captains. I, he hasn't done it. I can season. I can't I can't keep up with you guys because there's so many things. All right, first of all, why one of you guys or both of you guys explain to me why the players don't select the captains? I know they do it on a couple of teams like Manchester City, uh, but why don't the players select the captains? on Arsenal. Has it always been this way where the manager picks five or ten fucking guys to be captain? No, no. I think the problem started, sorry, again, Arsene Wenger's ears must be burning. <laughs> I rooted the, the meaning of the, the captain's armband. When it, I remember he gave it to Althea Walker because, hey, it was his birthday. I remember that. I don't remember that. So yeah, on. so it was down. It started from Arsene Wenger just passing it around like like a floozy. He started that trend there. So we've arrived at a point where literally anyone, even my grandmother, who's been dead for twenty years, can have the captain's armbands and still would play better than Jacques. <laughs> It's right. He really drives Oh, oh real quick, real quick, Andrew, because you were talking about Jaka, and I wanted mm. to get on that point, but then you talked about captains. 
the, like you said, the Premier League is the best league in the world. I think I said this on Cannon, Cannon Fodder the other day. And Xhaka has proven, because he came here highly touted. Oh, he's very technical. He's great on defense. He's a team leader. Some players are just not cut out for the Premier League. And Xhaka is one of them. He, uh, You pointed it out the other day, Alex, uh, where you said he leads the league in giveaways that turn into goals. Yeah. And, and you know, so let's everybody except Emery, I think, sees that Xhaka, you know, is not good enough for the Premier League. You know, no amount of coaching. You can bring Pep in here. You can, Whatever you do, nobody's going to make Xhaka any better. No, no, definitely not. You're right. You're right. It's just, um, he's a good general generalist midfielder, but he's not suitable for a league that's so fast-paced and, and supposed to be the, the elite lead league in the world. He's just not that good enough as a player. But if Pep were here and Xhaka did one of his little sliding things that caused a penalty, Pep would say, get the fuck out. You're out. You're out. You're not coming back in. Oh, he wouldn't. The first time that happened, he would, yeah. he would not be in the team, Glenn. Well, he yes. wouldn't be anywhere near the Man City team, uh, obviously. No, no, no. If he was if he was the Arsenal manager. Yeah. First, the first time Xhaka did that, boom, you're out. out. Of course he would. Of course. Absolutely. I'm going to go on to a quick comment here, if you don't mind, yep. from Tim Leverton. Would you rather Allegri, seeing as he's now available, Unai still doesn't know his best 11? No identity. Uh, Glenn. Oh, Allegri's a little bit of a defensive coach, right? I, I um, but you know what? I'll take, no, I don't want, I don't want to, I don't want to be disrespectful to Unai Emery four games into the season. But yeah, if we did not finish third, maybe fourth, I would say, uh, yeah, I would take him, sure. Alex, I've got my opinions on it, but... Uh, historically, Arsenal have never been a club to, to, to sack managers after a short period of time, if you're going back to uh, Bruce Rio, but... It's, it's a new regime now. ...of a manager so quickly after having one manager for 22 years... <clears throat> ah, it's not the norm, though, though, is, is it nowadays? It's not the norm. It's not the way clubs are run anymore. I don't want to see Arsenal turn to a Chelsea where even if they win the you know the Premiership, they're still sacking our manager. Yeah, that's that's exactly why I don't want to get too much on Unai Emery right now. I want no matter what happens, I want him to finish out this season and then you know let the chips fall where they may. We're not yeah. Chelsea, you know, we're not fucking Watford that fired their poor coach four yeah. games into the season. That's ridiculous. That was how ridiculous was that? No, no, exactly. No, the only way I would. Um consider changing him is if he doesn't achieve his objectives and um, and maximise the quality of the, of the squad that we've got. I mean, it's only going to get better and better because of um, Bellerin holding Tierney going to be available yes. very, very soon. We're going to have a frightening squad and I think it will match up to... It, for me, it matches up to Liverpool's squad and team easily. If not... I wouldn't say it's better, but we've got we'll have better quality and creativity in midfield than they have. But the, the difference is, sorry, is is the fact that it, because Klopp is such a brilliant manager, they know exactly what to do. They're so well drilled, and they they do work as a machine. Now, if I if I could have any manager in the world, I'm sorry to interrupt. It would be Klopp, even over even over Pep. I friggin' I love would. Klopp. I would as well. We have the chance of getting him. We have the chance of getting him. I know. He, now, it, it, that's the difference, and 
if Emery can't get a good, really good quality, exciting performances out of this squad after the defence is all back, if we stay sort of relatively injury free this season, you've got to you've, you've got to ask questions though because he's not. That means it says to me that he's not got the technical ability to to do it next season either, or the season after. So why waste two more seasons? Because we need someone that can set the team up to play as a team, you know, like like Klopp can do. And I'm not saying there's Klopp's everywhere, but there's Nagelsmann, for example. I really like the look of him. He's a he's a really good young up and coming coach. But I don't want to. I personally, I wouldn't go near Allegri. And I, I think the managers, this, the, the top managers around Europe now are going the same way or have gone the same way as the top players. They're mercenaries. They, I, I, yeah. I, don't, I really don't think that... I, I don't want Arsenal to be to, going after these massive big-name managers. I, I'm sorry, I don't, because they don't see themselves in a job more than two or three years they, they're off at the first sign of a, a bigger club becoming interested in them the same as any player there's so many good managers out there that are untapped who are fantastically um, clever when it comes to setting a team up and tactically just look at I'm not saying these the answer obviously but just look at how managers like Chris Wilder how he's gone through the leagues with Sheffield United He's got to the Premier League now. There's players in that team that played in League One for him. You're not telling me that they do that on the lowest budget in the Championship last season if he's not a good, really good manager, very competent. And there's there's managers out there that deserve a a chance that people have never heard of. No one had ever heard of uh, Arsene Wenger who was plying his trade in China when we picked him up. No one had ever... I mean, George Graham... Was was it Millwall manager when we picked him up? Terrific points, terrific points. I, I don't, I just don't want to throw a load of money at another mercenary again. I just don't want to. I don't, I don't want it. But you know, what, what do you think really should be a shelf life of a, of, a, of a modern day manager or coach? At what point, you know, have we had enough of a manager? <laughs> well, that's the good, that, that's the good point. That's a good point, and that's what I was trying to make earlier when he said we, we you don't um, you don't want to chop and change managers like uh, like Chelsea and so on and so forth. But managers do burn out after a while because of amazing pressure on them now. But if you do go for someone who is young and um, untapped, who's really ready to prove themselves at a big club like Arsenal, then they're going to have a, a longer shelf life, and we can have them that bit longer before they before they do move on and it's time for them to move on and um, Tim again he's put a, a, a message up saying Eddie Howe I, I don't rate Eddie Howe personally but someone uh, someone of that ilk someone of that ilk who's that young and fresh um, fantastic I, I, I totally agree now the only thing that I, I think is, is I rated him very very highly Probably not last season, the season before Eddie Howe. I, I loved what he was doing and the way his teams were set up and playing football. But there's something fundamentally wrong with his teams, the way that they just crash 5-0 one week. And well, they, they basically go on runs of winning five or six games and then they, they don't score a goal and they get smacked for about 15 games after that. That, that worries me a little bit with him. And 
he's not consistent. He's kept them in the league, but when you look back at their previous um, few seasons, they get all their points at the beginning of the season, really quickly, 40 points. And then the last six months, or last few months of the season, go off a cliff. Absolutely go off a cliff. You have a look well, at their performances. I, 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 I rate him very high now. I know his name was banded around at a time when we were looking for a manager to step into Arsene Wenger's shoes. But I do rate him. Like you said, literally, we, we, well, we've got uh, Unai Emery now. But to have a, um, you know, a British uh, manager or coach would have been very, very interesting. And yeah, Eddie Howe, I mean, he would have a lot of support around him you know, if he did mm. at that time sign for Arsenal. But yeah, I'm just thinking, when, you know, at what point do we, you know, kick the manager off when we've had enough? Is it after five years or after seven years? I'm totally never going to see the likes of Arthur Wenger again. 22 years. No, no. I mean, so you wouldn't want it though, would you again? You wouldn't want to go through that again? No, no. absolutely not. I want to. I want to know what my. Ma- I want to know what my manager's plan is. I have no idea what Unai Emery's doing half the time. He doesn't. You know, he even doesn't. out two, one or two of our best players against top six teams, I literally scream at my television. I know. It's just, there's no other manager that would do that. No other top manager that would leave out their best players in important games in the Premier League. It's just. It just wouldn't be done. And I'm hoping. Feed my fingers crossed for Patrick Vieira because he's doing a really good job at Nice. And they've just been taken over. They've got loads of money now. They're one of the richest clubs in the, in France. And uh, they've strengthened the team. They started the season brilliantly. They went to the top of the league. Um, the last time I heard, they just... Um, I can't remember whether they lost or, or drew, but they just dropped off the top of the league. But they've had a really good start, and I'm, I'm really keeping my fingers crossed for him because... Can you imagine Vieira as our manager? Oh, that would oh, be Oh, my sweet. God. It'd be like or- orgasmic, wouldn't it? Really? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I, I really, really used to want Tony Adams as the manager, but he's, he's he, I love the guy. He's an absolute legend. He, I, I really do love the guy, but he, he's a bit weird now, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> we're yeah. all, we're all a bit weird, Andrew. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is. See, I, I, I thought he was going to be a brilliant manager, but. He, <laughs> <laughs> you see, no, you never know, dude. I, let me tell you something. Two minutes before we came on the air, I was screaming at my kids and my dogs. I sounded like a freaking lunatic, you know. And then I came on here. I'm like, "Hello, gentlemen, how are you?" You know what I mean? <laughs> so, so everyone's a little weird. <laughs> No, 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 he is a bit strange. More interesting, I tell you now. He's a bit, <laughs> he is a bit away with the fairies, though. He's, but anyway, oh, yeah, fingers crossed for Patrick Vieira. What, what's your? Let's move on to your next uh, tweet, Alex. What do you want to talk about? Yeah, it's um, it's this is an interesting tweet. It comes from um, a player that we loaned out very, very recently. But this tweet comes out from um, Worldwide Arsenal, who actually um, they, they follow me on Twitter. Mkhitaryan on his um, low move to Roma. I have to enjoy playing football, no matter the place. In England, I no longer felt this pleasure. This is not a step backwards, as a great football is played here. I wanted the change of air, and for me, it is an opportunity to be seized. Before, before, before you go on further, is that my dog's barking in the background? No, that was mine. I'm just shutting oh. my door. All right, because I was going to go yeah. yell at them again, and you guys would have heard it. Okay, <laughs> so yeah, go go on, Alex Mkhitaryan. I want to enjoy my football. 
yeah, so basically he's saying that he towards the end of his um, time at Arsenal, he was not enjoying his time. And now he's at Roma, he feels like a rejuvenated player. Piss off. Piss off. Stick oh, it up God. your ass, Mkhitaryan. You had how many chances did he have? One, I know, two, exactly. Yeah. How many? Good, how many great games did he have for us? One, mm. maybe two. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> Andrew, you won't even concede that. He <laughs> He didn't have any. Okay. No. <laughs> he, he had. Um, he had a. He had a good debut, I think. Did he? Uh, I seem to remember him having a good debut. where He had a couple of assists, okay. and. Um, I can't remember him anymore. There's a couple of games, maybe. We'll give him like three or four games. Let's be generous. Give him three or four games. And that's when he's really said I've had a positive impact in the team. I can't think of many more. He's had plenty of others. I said earlier, he was a regular in the team last season. Loads of appearances and he did nothing. So he can, no one could blame but himself. I mean, to be honest, when Sanchez went that way and we've got Mkhitaryan, it was a, a lose-lose situation. Man United and Arsenal, we we, we, we lost. Mkhitaryan, like I said, he was given so many chances. Mm-hmm. And I think at some stage, we kind of fantasised, thinking that we would get a Mkhitaryan and Aubameyang back together again. And it just didn't materialise. Yeah. £200,000 a week. And he comes up with this. Oh, I wasn't enjoying my time at Arsenal. <laughs> and now I'm at fantastic AS Roma. Piss off. And yeah, up until like the middle of last season, I kept saying, I don't think we've seen the best of Mkhitaryan. I don't think we've seen the best of Mkhitaryan. I gave up halfway through last season. You know, he's 30 years old. We're not going to see the best of him. He's not no spring chicken. What you see is what you get, you know. And then to to give us that little dig from Roma, like you said, go fuck yourself. Only the bad players do that when they leave. (laughs) Exactly. No good players do that. Andrew, didn't, didn't Theo Walker did the same thing? Because when he did sign for Everton, he actually said that he wasn't in, he fell out of love of football. I tell you again, only I say it again, only the good players say that thing, those things. Yeah, well, I fell out of love with watching you bomb down the wing and not score, Theo. Good riddance. No, I, I did. I did love Theo. I, I did too I, for a long time. I really, I was rooting for him right until the end, but he just never lived up to his potential. What a shame that was. He. He had so much potential, he did. I really had high hopes for him, but what a shame. Was it down to coaching? I mean, was he coached? He, no. Did he, he just... was he coaching under Arsene Wenger? Who was it? He this... was the coach, he was the manager, he was the finance guy doing the transfers. Arsene Wenger did everything. I well, know, you, yeah. you know what? This... How to defend. No, this, this this lead this leads to one of the tweets that I also wrote down, guys, and and this was by multiple people, so I don't have individual names here. Uh, that Per Mertesacker, giving Arsene Wenger a compliment, said he believed in his players. While everybody wanted five or six people during the transfer window, Arsene stuck with the players, and that's a good thing. No, no, that's that's a big reason why he was fucking fired. It was um, the reason why he was fired. Yeah, I think I, I genuinely think that. Not um, freshening up the squad, like I said earlier. That that wrote, signed his death warrant, really, because we just declined, didn't decline. But I mean, Tim Leverton again, um, Mickey good riddance. Why Emery brought him on instead of Nelson in the derby, then loan him out the next day? I will never know. And oh, well. Yeah, that was just an absolute joke. That was. That's a, going back to Emery again. I'm not going to go back. We've covered Emery off, but those decisions are ridiculous. That I mean, 
why he didn't have I've said this, I've said this before and I said it a hundred times and sorry if people are hearing the same thing again but why he didn't have Martinelli on the bench that just I don't understand because he's a, he can play up front and he can play wide um, and he would have literally ripped Davidson Sanchez to bits the last half hour he would have scared the life out of him I'm with you. I like Martinelli. Uh, after yeah. initially yeah. not knowing what the hell it meant by a player of the countryside when we got him, I'm like, what the hell does that mean? You know, but once I saw him play, I was like, oh, okay. Player of the countryside, yeah. <laughs> player of the countryside? Where's that come from? I don't know what you mean. Where That's you- what they said he won. Uh, uh, player of the countryside. They said Martinelli won player of the countryside. And I, you know, I just pictured a couple of huts and some oh, guys. Yeah. I know what you mean. Guys, yeah, yeah. Some guys playing barefoot with a melon for a ball. You know, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. no, it's like a, it's like a, a youth sort of competition in in Brazil that uh, he won. Yeah, that's right. I remember what you mean now. Carl, it's, it's going, going back to the Mkhitaryan playing in, in that game, his last game. Mm. Um, I had IG on my show week uh, after, mm. that, and he did say that. Um, it was a last-minute um, transfer agreement deal. No way that he didn't know before, the, the day before. No way that they all didn't know before. Really, what I'm thinking is, would would um, Vinay and Raul, would he, they have allowed a player to play and maybe risk him being injured and losing some value in the transfer well, deal? Well, that's, that's a very interesting point. I mean, maybe Emery did it for that purpose. To try and assert some authority. Well, that that was the last day of the transfer, right? That that was that happened yeah. on the last day. Yeah. So, yeah. so I can see it coming. Someone wants Mkhitaryan. No fucking way. Yeah, get rid of him. You know. So I can I can see mm. that happening. Well, maybe they wanted to sell him. They broke the deal, and because, like I said earlier, Emery was playing him all last season. Maybe he didn't want him to go, and he he said, "No, fuck it, I'm, I'm going to play him." Maybe. Maybe he knows the writing's on the walls. He's gonna, I mean, that's what I said. He, it's his last... I don't want to go through it all again, but it's his last season. Just fucking go for it, Emery. Go for it. Yeah. You know. And um, I'm going to say, Ryan from the Mr. Arsenal podcast, uh, he wasn't complaining when he was sitting on 200k a week at Arsenal. <laughs> Good one, Ryan. <laughs> and Ryan's awesome. I love Ryan. And that's why players got comfortable under Wenger. <laughs> if the regime of Emery, Raul, Edu, etc. aren't standing for that rubbish and are prepared to move on, move you on if you don't pull your weight. So yeah, that's what, um, it's got me thinking, really. I didn't really think about it from that angle before. Yeah, um, good point. But, uh, he was brokered, he was told to go from you know, them upstairs and Emery didn't want him to go. And he said... Yeah. I'm playing him, and uh, well, that's that's quite interesting. We'll see how that plays out. Really, it's a potential. Right. Isn't it? I'll just quickly mention about um, Shaka. I, I, is he? I think he's taking time out from football. Is it? I think his wife is about to give birth. Or apparently, that's for the internationals. He's not going to go to the next international call-up. Oh, apparently, that apparently uh, that's what I've heard. And um, apparently, also, he's injured. Got taken off injured. Yeah, that's what I heard. Am I wrong that I, I remember he's going to be out for like 
three or four weeks? Well, we hope so, yeah. Maybe it turns into three or four months. <laughs> you are ruthless, dude. <laughs> I can. <laughs> so ruthless. <laughs> I, I'm going to get bad karma just for laughing at that. <laughs> well, let's, let's hope it's not a season-ending injury. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Oh, Oh, by the way, about 15 minutes ago, you said that you believe we can play with Liverpool. I completely agree with you. Uh, With a a healthy squad, that's that's what reminded me. A healthy squad, we can play with Liverpool. I I honestly believe that. Can we challenge for the top? No, but I'm not giving up on it like a lot of people. But but the only, I'm not saying the only reason, but the biggest reason for me is the manager. He's not technically as competent as the top managers. Yeah, and you know what worries me is his uh, the way that he doesn't always select our best players. So when we have, you know, Tierney and Bellerin and Ceballos and all the rest, you know, it's how many people is he going to sit against the top six teams? I I just need to know what his effing plan is for crying out loud. But like, aren't you not uh, a little bit positive because I am very positive, Alex. Honestly, I swear. I, I am. am. I am positive, positive too. The, the things I'm talking about are concerns. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've said, I want to reiterate, I'm not calling for Emery's head. Or me too. Like that already. I'm not, I'm not, I mean, by me too, I mean, I'm not calling for his head either. If he gets third or fourth, I'll be happy. You know, that's his job you done. You want him to go? I'll tell you again. I'll, okay. I'll keep, I'll keep updating you on that. But at the moment, what I'm talking about are major concerns that I've got. And nothing more, but and there are obviously just purely my opinions. But I can only t- tell you what I see with my eyes, and um, yeah. what I've seen doesn't really fill me with a lot of confidence that he is the, the man to be able to take us to that next level at all. Yeah, if I if I if I owned the team, I, I would sit down with Emery and I'd say, "Look, we gave you the fucking weapons." use them. I, we're better than Spurs. We're better than Manchester United. We're better than Chelsea. I want at least third place. Now, good fucking evening. Get out of here. <laughs> good fucking evening. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I tell him, I want third place. You want you want that option year? I want fucking third place. Not yeah. fourth and play a, a game to get into the Champions League. Third fucking place. We've got, a, we've got good squad depth now as well. And I genuinely believe we've got the we've, we've got a better squad and better team on well, hundred percent better starting eleven than um, Chelsea and Man United. And I, I personally, I mean, if they, if they've got the entire fit squad, I mean, I, I still would put us ahead of Spurs, Spurs as well, purely on the basis of our fullbacks when they're when they if they come back really firing. I think that we've got a better defence than them as well because I don't rate their fullbacks at all. And yeah. um, our midfield has got a lot more creativity on in it. Yes, they've got Ericsson. Um, jury's still out on low cell, so whatever he's called, and um, Dombele because it's still very early. I haven't seen enough of them. But um, we, we've got an equal, equally as good a squad as Spurs, but our front three... I mean, you got they've got Kane and Son, which are very strong. But who else have they got apart from that? There's Ericsson, but he's not a forward. Yeah, well, well, I'd say our front three are, are stronger than theirs as well overall as a group. 
VAR is going to wipe out a third of Harry Kane's goals, so I think we're slight. I think we're slightly better. Than, yeah, than Tom. And like like I've said before, he, his ankles are like an eighty-five-year-old grandmother. So, <laughs> he you know. So unless unless he's like hobbling down the pitch on a Zimmer frame, then he's going to be out at some point this season as well. So you're let's right, see. You're right. You know, man for man, we we, we are man for man. We have better players than than them not down the road, but it's how yeah, we have, yeah. how they play as a team. I know, Whether I know. The coach can exactly, coach that, that's that, and that's my whole basis of my concern. Yeah. I don't think he's got the tactical now to go up against Klopp or Pep. I wouldn't. Ninety nine times out times out of hundred, they'll beat us, and that shouldn't be the case with the squad that we've got. But the, he'll get tactically tactically done, and the way we set up against. Liverpool infuriated me. It really did. Me too. The only way we were going to be able to play against Liverpool was to go toe to toe with with the front three and really just go hell for leather because they, we had them rocking on the, against Anfield for very small parts of the game and for only a small amount of time. But that's because of the way we played. If we'd have kept at them and bombarding them, their defence was up for. You know, up for a massive fight that day, and I think that we had them running scared at, at quite large points of the game. So, yeah, that that really did infuriate me. But anyway, um, I think it's your go, Glenn. Your next uh, tweet, if you want to go with oh, that. Okay. Well, once again, like I said, uh, I was going for what I saw tweeted multiple times, and. Um, uh, I'm not going to talk about a video game here. It's more of a larger scale thing. FIFA 20, the game that I love and I'm way too good at for a middle-aged dad with kids. But I, lo- I love the game. And all I saw for almost all day when the FIFA ratings came out is how the Arsenal players were underrated and how can Harry Kane be one point better than Aubameyang. Mm. And they we just went on and on and on and on and on. And it made me think like, okay, first of all, for those of you who don't know, uh, EA Sports, who makes the game, always adjusts the ratings within a few weeks of the game coming out and fixes the wrong things. And all I saw was whining when everybody knows that EA is going to fix it. And I, and I didn't see whining from other teams because I follow other people on Twitter who support other teams because they're funny or interesting or whatever and it made me start thinking and this is the bigger picture thing are we do we whine too much as a fan group Arsenal compared to other teams I don't know I don't give a fuck about the other team so I don't look at the I look. I'm trying to be completely honest because you asked me to collect Twitter shit, and, and, I, well, and is, I, I was I, really pissed off for at least half a day with these Twitter people whining about a fucking video game. I know it is annoying. Also, has the biggest fan base, which all oh, right, all so, social medias, and that's why with a big fan base, you know, you've, you've got all kinds of people from all walks of life. So, yeah, I think you're right. You know, people moaning and whining. It's only the numbers. We've got so many on social media. That's, that's yes, I know. Just stop fucking I going think. on about the game, a, a computer game, and fucking concentrate on actually playing the real game and winning matches. For fuck's sake! I would like to play FIFA. However, because I haven't played, I haven't played. I've got three boys. Right, the youngest is seven, and is twelve and fourteen, and they're FIFA mad. And I, what are you doing? I'll be right back. 
are you doing? Yeah. Let's play yeah. on. Behind Man. you. He's behind you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was um... You little shit. Get upstairs. <laughs> I gave up the idea of playing FIFA when I was struggling to, to beat my seven-year-old. And I, you know, I'm far, far too much of a bad loser. I'm far too much of a bad loser, so I thought, no, I ain't playing that no more. Oh my God, you know, my son tore down my thing. He let all the dogs downstairs, and he's yelling at me to eat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> son FIFA, of a I mean, bitch. I, I mean, how, how long has people been out? Because my kids are now... 94, 20... I think, 96. Oh, right, okay. I'm yeah, like, years and years oh, and years. Kid, uh, Look, I didn't... Now my son's 30, so... You have a 30-year-old son? Yeah. Damn. That's yeah. true. Black yeah. does not crack, man. You look like <laughs> you look like 30 years old. Listen, yeah. can, I just, can I just cut in? Are you guys keeping an eye on the um, messages? Are you got the messages on your screen? Was no? I supposed to look at something? No, just, uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just telling you now. Bring up, Have a look on the right-hand side of the screen oh, where it says comments. Glenn, that's um, your job, mate. Uh, yeah, I just... I didn't know no, I had no, to... No. And it's I, my fault, my fault, Glenn. My fault, Glenn. I didn't actually bring you to it. But have a look at the comments. Now um, I'm looking at it. Okay. And then um, when you get a second, just have a scroll through. We're having some good comments from uh, Ryan and from uh, from Tim. So um, see, in a short while, have a have a think about your winner. Okay. In a couple. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you should so talk what? to you should talk to my wife about giving me stuff to multitask. Uh, no, no, then, you wouldn't have, then you wouldn't have given me that job. But know, okay. You, you can't talk and wipe your ass at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god alright so yeah I'm totally lost now since my son came down and like did yeah. Wizard of Oz and tore down my curtain and freaking yeah, I'm going to um, move on to a, a tweet I did, look I didn't I did not want to turn this into FIFA 20 okay because I, I realized that's just a limited audience right it's there too late now, well no but my point is and I was going to give you a compliment and now I'm not going to no I will is, is that our fan base is so huge We're, of course people are going to complain about everything and you're completely right Alex and I learned something today alright go ahead Andrew I have to read this stuff Brother, now the very last thing about FIFA is that I, my um, sons always keep coming up to me is so and so good is so and so good or, is, this, is this legend good or is this a, and I keep going on they, they've got their um, ratings wrong in so many years it's why this season is no different. I mean, they were talking about when the best defender I've ever seen in my entire life is Franco Baresi, closely followed with, by Paolo Maldini. And they, their ratings were going going back on some of their cards were ridiculous. And also, they had Manu, Emmanuel Petit as a left winger. Wow. No, left, left back. <laughs> uh, was it a left back or a left winger? Either way. And I said, no. What, what was he put down as a left winger for? It's ridiculous. Anyway, so yeah, they didn't got a clue what they're talking about most of the time. But what I'm going to um, talk about is I've had a, two of my probably most um, talked about tweets of the week were regarding the history of the club in Bob Wilson and George Graham. And um, I put this lovely tweet out um, with a brilliant picture of Bob Wilson um, of him and his uh, old Arsenal a double winning um, green goalie top from the 71. And um, I've, I've talked about this quite a bit in the past, and um, he's the one, really, that, uh, that he, he, I'm, I'm sure he made a, um, a comment 
saying that once you leave Arsenal, and this is obviously going back to the days of the, the beautiful Highbury and the marble halls and everything, and the way that it's just pure class from the moment you walk in through the door. And Perry Groves gave a good interview recently on uh, the, the Football Ramble podcast. And he said that um, as soon as you walked up through the door, there's the, the, the old guy that opened the door for you. And um, he knew he played for Colchester at the time, Perry Groves, and uh, he knew his name already. He said, oh, welcome, Mr. Groves. You know, and um, he got shown through to the beautiful marble halls into George Graham's office. And he's got, the, you know, this gorgeous old uh, office. And he just is instantly fell in love with the club immediately uh, there and then. And um, that class is why I, I really fell in deeply in love with, with Arsenal as a football team. And, and Bob Wilson said, like, this is a thing that will always stay with me, saying um, that, that any player who's ever left Arsenal realises no matter where they go, it's always a step down in class. And um, it really hit home and I, I just love that. Um, really, I'll always remember that till, till the day I die. And George, I put this picture up of George Graham as well. And um, I just really, lit, I, I want us to get back to those days whereby we were a team to be revered and it was it was class was running right the way through the team and I know we had uh, our players when they were on their off time you know they, they had a they had some well first uh, scrapes and uh, the, the Tuesday club and all that sort of stuff but when they were on Arsenal duty and they were all in their ties shirts blazers Arsenal encrusted blazers it just looked amazing. We set us aside from any other team in the country, in my opinion. Well, and time, I would love to. I would love us to sort of get that class back, and um, not necessarily. I'm not talking about going back to wearing ties and the blazers and all that sort of stuff. But I just want us to be walking up and down you know, any um, any stadium up and down the country, and walking in there with massive pride for wearing the uh, the cannon on the chest and um, making teams fear us again. And uh, that's what I really long for. And um, what do you think is the main ingredients that are missing for us to get that back? Alex, well, first, Alex first. Firstly, I think I'm going to be a little bit controversial here. I think um, when you look back, maybe to my era, when I started school at Arsenal, um, 1977, just before I started secondary school, and my, my club uh, or my legend player was um, Liam Brady. And I'll always remember him for the FA Cup final, my FA, first FA Cup final I followed when we won, we beat Manchester United in the 79 uh, FA Cup final, also known as a two-minute final. The Alan Sunderland goal. And yeah, I'm, I'm hoping, well, we'll leave, we'll leave that for another time. But um, I think we look at that time there, we had a lot of players come through the youth system. And if you have players come through the youth system, they understand the nuts and bolts of what it is, not only to support Arsenal, but what makes Arsenal. And so you've got players coming from foreign countries. Again, I don't want to make it too controversial, but they don't really understand what it really means to 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 play for Arsenal. No. I went to the stadium on, on um, uh, in January this year. I did the stadium tour. And we had Charlie George doing the tour. Oh, wow. And he said literally that, you know, he remembers the days when he had to clean the boots. No, no. The muddy boots. And, and then he worked his way up. So, mm. youth players, do they do they still do that? Do they still clean the boots? Oh, you're joking. The joking. Team? They'll pay someone to do it for them. Exactly. And that's the problem because they don't really understand from grassroots level what it means 
no. So until we can get back to basics, we're going to have players who are maybe going to be, like we said before, mercenaries. Yeah. Coming here for the money, which is probably the best league in the world, and going. Looking like Alexis Sanchez came here, went to Manchester United for the money, and he's pissed off now, hasn't he? So unless we can get back to the to the basics, to the grassroots, <clears throat> it's going to be you know it's going to perpetuate itself. It's going to get worse. Yeah. And worse. I, I yeah. I, be- I believe we took a very good first step that last transfer window. That was some outstanding business they did. And then to top that off, they could have just said, Josh Cronkey could have just sat back and said, there you go, shut the fuck up for a while. Yeah. No, he said, he doubled down on that and said, in January, we're going to do some more shit. You know, I'm not saying that I love Josh Cronkey, but I'm giving credit where it's due. He didn't yeah. have to fucking say anything. You know, and he, and he doubled down and said, this January, we're going to be looking for some stuff too. Now, the like Andrew and, and you, Alex, I'm concerned about the coach. Uh, but I believe Arsenal still has a little bit of what has been lost with the team. Look at the American tour. Everywhere they went, tons of fans. No matter who they played, the crowd was rooting for Arsenal 80 90 percent it's 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 all there you know so it's going to be a slow process and like you andrew and alex i'm not sure if unai emery is going to be the guy to lead us past this season or next but uh i'm not as negative as you guys when it comes to restoring that oh shit it's arsenal from our opponents (laughs) or uh you know the, the the honor and glory it is i i believe that with um some success this year, we can convince Caballos, Ceballos to stay a little bit longer. I know all those kids want to, you know, play for Real Madrid when they're growing up, but I think we could get them to stay for a few years based on the Arsenal, you know, the whole Arsenal. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I think so. I know there, there was lots of tweets flying around, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> about Ceballos recently saying that um, he demanded that when we loaned him, that there was no buy clause in there now yeah. people are making a massive thing about it and trying to stir up crap going about about Ceballos then and trying to almost turn us against Ceballos because of that now I'm not being funny but who can at that point he, he hadn't even set foot at Arsenal he hadn't met his teammates he knew nothing about the club and he's a young Spanish guy who has gone grown up through um, you know his footballing career dreaming of playing for Real Madrid and he became he was he got that dream, became a Real Madrid player, and who can blame him for saying that at the time? Worrying right. about losing that opportunity. Now, if the whole situation has turned on its head, he's walked into Arsenal, he's seen how what a quality club we are, that we should rightfully be up there with Real Madrid. Real Madrid are actually in a shit place at the moment, to be perfectly honest. Zidane's going to get sacked, I'm no doubt whatsoever. And they've spent hundreds of millions of pounds, and they, they, they're not even done yet. They're not; they're nowhere near uh, rejuvenated that team. So yeah. the, the chances are they're going to replace Sabios with Ericsson. All these players they've been linked with Ericsson and so on and so on. Things could always happen. And but what I can tell you that I've seen a lot of passion from that kid more than yeah. anyone else on the pitch. Well, him and Guendouzi probably are showing the loads of passion. And showing the um, the likes of Jacko how to be on the on the pitch, and it, they're giving him guidance for fuck's sake, and he's supposed to be the new captain. So when I see him celebrating goals that other people have scored, even when he was on the bench and we, we scored, he was sprinting across the pitch to celebrate. Then that is the sort of thing that's going to make him stay. And um, 
you know, falling in love with the club. I think he's all pretty much always there by the looks of it. Yeah, I agree. And let's be honest, he's not going to smell first team at Real Madrid for years. So stay here. Enjoy yourself. You're obviously pumped to be here. You know, so I don't I don't give a shit about these tweets saying, oh, he's the one that uh, didn't want to be sold. Shut the fuck up. I know. Exactly. So I'm going to quickly ask you now, Glenn, looking at the comments. Um. I've got my opinions. Can you see them, Alex, as well? Yeah, I can. I'll just, just yeah, after I, after I switched it to live comments, I started looking. I tell you, <laughs> uh, I, I like, uh, I, I like, I'm, I'm being totally honest here, okay? I really like uh, every one of these commenters, but Tim is, Tim Leverton's really gone uh, crazy, so I'd have to vote for him. So that's one vote right. for Tim Leverton. Right, Tim Leverton. Thank you for your participation. If you can send me uh, a DM on Twitter, um, I will look for your details now. If you can post on the comments what your Twitter handle is. Um, if we're not following each other already, which I'm sure we are, but if uh, you, if we're not, we'll follow each other. Send me a DM and I'll send you a link in the next couple of minutes. So, uh, well done. Thank you ever so much for joining in. And also, massive, massive mention to Ryan. Mr. Arsenal podcast, loads of um, you know good interaction there. Having a look at some of your um, messages now, um, Shane Nasri didn't inherit some of that class before he left us to be a bench warmer. Oh, couldn't agree more. <laughs> Nasri's an asshole. Nasri's such an asshole, man. He was. Um, he was had ideas above his station, didn't he? And uh, Isn't it yeah. He, he was at West Ham last season. I think yeah. he's gone to France now. I think from memory, um, they didn't. They signed him until the end of the season on a short-term contract, and I think he's left because he's he's like um, I don't know, fatty folks. Now, um, if and when Emery moves on, whenever that is, who would you guys want to replace? We've sort of talked about that. So have a listen. Have a listen back to the um, the early parts of the the podcast uh, when we uh, when we get that up and running. Yeah, we've had a good discussion about that. Sabios looks like he's loving it here. So passionate when we scored. Fans love him too. I couldn't agree more. So can I quickly say something as well? Of course, know, yeah. Um, that we, um, Glenn has chosen um, Tim Leverton. And also, mm. Tim, you didn't notice, but apparently Glenn's going to um, send you a new Arsenal top. So thank you for... Uh, what? I'm going to send a... <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> it's a joke. <laughs> Sorry, Tim. <laughs> uh, boy, outside cannon fighter, you're a little devil, Alex. <laughs> Now, Cannon yeah. is an awesome show. I'm just joking. <laughs> um, um, right, Alex, have you got another tweet you'd like to talk about whilst I just contact him? Uh, I think it was when I saw... Where was it? Ah, again, from Tim uh, Leverton, it says, um, early thoughts on Pepe. I think I've spoken about Pepe uh, one, once or a few times on Cannon Fire TV. Again, you know, I love um, all the dragbacks, the nutmegs that he does on the sidelines, but Again, at seventy-two million pounds, we need to see a little bit more end product, a little bit further down, maybe in the danger areas, maybe, um, yeah, maybe he could score maybe one or two goals because I think 
the longer it goes on when he doesn't score a goal, it's going to be put, put more pressure on him. I was reminded that it took seven games for um, club legend uh, Burkamp to score his first goal and eight games for Thierry Henry to score his first goal. So, yeah. So why are you still bringing it up, Alex? Because I was I'm just going to yell. I was just going to yell. I was just going to yell both of those stats at you. <laughs> so <laughs> was it was it really seven for Burkamp? I thought it was even longer than that. I thought I knew that Henri was eight. I'm sure Burkamp was a bit even longer, but maybe I knew it was a long time anyway. I thought it was longer as well. I thought it was uh, ten or twelve. But, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I totally loving, agree. Loving him. I think he's uh, been really exciting. Yes, the um, end product has been uh, missing, but everyone. I've said again. I've said this before, and I apologise for repeating myself, but. I think about the human side of, of these uh, players as well uh, on these big transfers. And it's a massive upheaval when you have to move country, find somewhere to live, join a new club, join a new league, play for a new manager, get used to your teammates, uh, get used to the tactics that the manager hasn't got. All these things have to be taken into account, you know, and um, of course it's going to take a while to settle. And. Um, some people do it quicker than others, and but everyone's different. Everyone takes the things in at different speeds. So we've got to have some patience with the guy, yeah. Um, and yeah, just just back him because I think he's going to set the the league alight when he's scored a couple of goals. I really do. I couldn't yeah. agree with you more. Total agreement there. Exactly. Um, if we could bring one legend back to the club, who would it be, and in what role? <laughs> In what role, Glenn? Wait, wait, I'm not. Are you saying back? Bring them back in their prime? <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, in what role uh, now? So now, I'd, I'd want. I well, if I could bring them back in their prime, Lundberg. He sits on the bench anyway in shorts, looking like he's dying to get into the game. Have you ever seen him on the sidelines? <laughs> oh god, yeah. I think he can still play better than Jacka. <laughs> uh, for me between Tony Adams or Patrick Vieira because I just think we lack a captain and someone who can lead the, the teams in, uh, in in hard times. Someone who can roll up the sleeves and say to the lads, come on, we're in this together. Roll up the sleeves. But yeah, uh, Tony Adams, uh, Patrick Vieira. Patrick I, Vieira. I was what really, I was really, really impressed with, because um, I've seen that uh, Ryan's put a, a, a message on about um, Sol Campbell and I, I can't be more sort of uh, impressed with what he did last season at uh, Macclesfield. It's gone really under the radar and it's such a shame he's had to leave the job this year and I hope he gets a job quickly. But I mentioned on um, on a podcast um, earlier on this season that if he was to be approached to be our defensive coach and now sort of behind the scenes and work with the team and, and really coach the defence I wonder whether he would do it in the meantime whilst he's looking for a new role but I was sort of rebuffed um, because he's already been a manager and he will have his sights set on becoming another ma- a manager again but I don't know he's been so impressive now, I, now I've got a, the only slight issue I've got with him is that like Tony Adams he's a little bit odd as a person he's a bit weird but I think he's, he's done a, mass, a fantastic job with Macclesfield. What do you do? What, 
But what's the situation? Was he sacked or did he... No, no, he, he left in the end because the, it was unsustainable. And right. I do apologise, Tim. I'm trying to get this. Um, uh, I don't want to come off the thingy. Well, I won't go into all the details, but I'll tell you later. But I'm, get, I'm getting this uh, link to you now, Tim. Um, but yeah, he, he walked out because it was unsustainable. They just didn't have the money. And they went many months right. um, uh, for all the players and team. They didn't have anywhere to train. Uh, the players and, uh, and he didn't get uh, paid for several months uh, of the season, apparently. So, yeah, it was a real shame how it's uh, ended up. Uh, I don't know about having ex-players coming and, and coaching. I mean, it's, it, it's a wonderful idea because you want to keep that, again, the um, passing on the baton, as it were, to the younger players. But just because, you know, a player was really good at their position in their prime doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be a good coach at what they used to do. Tim Henry! I'm sorry, a little cough. <laughs> well, I've already mentioned earlier as well about, uh, about Patrick Vieira. Oh, dear. Well, he, uh, paid his, he paid his dues. He was in a shitty MLS for two years. I, re- I really want to... Uh, I, I, I mean, as our next manager, if uh, Unai Emery doesn't get the job done, Patrick Vieira, I really would like that. It would be fantastic, personally. Not Thierry Henry. <laughs> I mean, Thierry Henry could be his assistant. You are such an instigator off of your show. <laughs> it's because he doesn't have to look at his notes. He can just sit there. <laughs> just do little dinks. Dink, 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 dink. <laughs> no, the questions. you got to keep the show running. Well, I've, and I've keep seen, your New York guests from cursing. So. Tim, for listening, I've just sent you the link, so uh, come and join us, fella. <laughs> anyway, I yeah, I think Patrick Vieira with uh, Thierry Henry um, as his assistant. I mean, that would be the dream team, wouldn't it? It would be yeah. incredible. That would be, be incredible. I mean, Henry did a good job at, um, as the assistant at, at, with Belgium, didn't he? And um, I think he got a bit of a raw end of the deal at, at Monaco. I think he took the wrong job there, unfortunately. Yeah, absolutely. I said that before yeah. he even started. I tweeted that. I'm like, good luck, Thierry. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Ryan, imagine Adams had been in the dressing room at halftime in the North London derby. Oh, Jacko would have been screwed. Now, <laughs> I, 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 I could not agree more. He would have given him a proper rollicking on the pitch, let, let alone in the dressing room. We spoke about, you know, Pep Guardiola. I think... The same thing with Tony Adams. There's no way it would have allowed Grant Shack no. to play again for Arsenal. No, I know. Like sounds like a duck. It's a duck. There's no yeah. way they would have allowed this guy to play again for Arsenal. No, no way. Yeah. After oh, after he did not take blame for that game with the slide, and he bl- oh we had scoring chances and no one yeah. says anything that he lost me right there. I'll never well, defend him again. How's that, how's that leadership? How's that being yeah. captain? I don't I'll, know. I don't I'll never it. stick up for him again after that. No, That's I don't. Point, That's a really good point. I know Stuff. exactly. So, Tim, yeah, come and join us, Tim. I've sent you the link. So, fingers crossed. Can, can we? Can we? Um, like, end this soon? On like, I could end on a high note with that point I just made, and no one will remember. Yeah. I just called my kid a little shit. Yeah, <laughs> course, yeah if you, whenever you, if you need to go, please. <laughs> I don't have to go. I'm joking around. Oh, fine. But well, more interesting, what did he call you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my god, can you imagine? No. 
can. <laughs> oh my. Okay. Now, I will, next thing I quickly want to uh, talk about. Do you, I don't know whether either of you saw. Uh, a few weeks ago, I had this uh, little competition during the close season going on Twitter about um, the greatest cult hero of all time for Arsenal. And uh, it ran over several days and it went from the, the top 16 and got down to finally to the final two um, with uh, Kanu finally winning it. What, with regards to that, cause it made me think, because uh, I, I started thinking about um, Anders Limpar today and I put one of his um, goals, the goal he I scored saw that, dude I, dude, I saw that. That was an, I never saw that goal before. That was awesome. Oh my God. It, he had such quality. I loved him. And I wish I'd, I wish I'd remembered to put him into that competition. That I had running because he, he when he signed it was 1990 1990 I think he signed the season after the we won the league at, at Anfield and he was such an un-George Graham signing you know he was completely the opposite of all the, the real um, run for a brick wall type of player we had at the time apart from you know we did have some player like with uh, my favorite player Rowcastle as well but he was something different when I was younger when we signed him he was like <laughs> Johnny Foreigner. He was like some, some exotic player that we had that from, you know, far-flung regions. Only from Sweden. However, that was completely out of the blue. And uh, when I, I saw him play live at the um, I think Wembley, at the Makita Trophy, he made his debut. He cut in from the left hand, right from the uh, left wing, made about five or six strides towards the box and unleashed this absolute um, rocket with his left foot straight into the far corner that it was be, it sort of beat the realms of science and it went flying in and I need to find that goal but um, from that moment on I fell in love with the guy and um, those some of those goals he scored were absolutely phenomenal I mean, who would you say is your favourite um, cult hero of days gone by for Arsenal I think Glenn Glenn's left the building I think yeah I don't know what's going on there maybe he forgot to put 50 pence on the lecky but um, I think for me, again, I think I spoke briefly about him. Um, yeah, Liam Brady, definitely for me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. do you know what, though? That, the, when I did that competition, players like Brady obviously came to mind, Adams and all that sort of stuff. I, I, I discounted them because they're true legends of the club. And I, I wanted to do it from a slightly different angle that people that you don't normally instantly think of, who maybe weren't the best players in the world, but for some reason or another... They were what you could class as cult heroes. Ah, I was thinking about this the other day, you know, about Danny Tobias, the way that he plays. And I know people have said, oh, he reminds us of a Santa Cazola or um, mm. a Cesc Fabregas. But for me, Robert Perez. Robert Perez, the, again, having the, the, wow, the, yeah, the I mean, French connection there with Thierry Henry and, and Robert Perez. And remember the penalty as well. That, oh, uh, God, yeah, hilarious. <laughs> Even though I was wrong way. But I, I, I was, um, again, I mean, I, I totally get I would put him right up there as one of the best players. In fact, he was the best top 10 players of, of Arsenal for all time. Yeah, that's what he was voted, wasn't he? But what is, and, he, is he coaching at Arsenal? Yeah, well, he's there. He's pretty much a fixture there. So I don't know, um, Tim. I don't know. Put a note on. Put a comment on. Yeah. 
Tim, I don't know where you've gone, if you are joining us or not, but let us know, Tim, if you're still watching. Um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't class him as a cult hero. Again, like what I said, I, I think he's just a true all-time legend of the club. I mean, when he first arrived, at the, and I first, very first saw him play, because I never heard of him before when he, when he joined, and then he, when he started playing, I thought, what the hell? He, he runs like a duck. <laughs> and he has his feet sticking out from side to side and I thought what we got here <laughs> and he took, he, oh, I love that pretty what we got here and he he, he he took a long time to get going as well didn't he we talk, talking about Pepe earlier he took, a, he, he took a good six months really but well, maybe not quite that long, but he, he I mean, once he scored and he, he couldn't stop scoring and how much do we miss him and Jungberg? Because they, they they chipped in with 20 goals each easy uh, a season. And that's, that's, that, and that's been the problem of, of the, um, the Arsenal squad of late, that we, we were so reliant on our strikers to, to get out, get us out of jail. Like yeah. Said, back in the day, we had a bigger group of players who were able to chip in with, I mean, in Vieira. It, it came from all over, didn't it? I mean, even Ad- going back even longer, Adams was good for uh, eight, nine goals a season. And, uh, yeah, I, I know, it, it, that's that's gone. I mean, that's why we I've got a lot of faith in Pepe because I think he could be good for... I mean, this season, if we get double figures out of him, I'll be happy with that this season. Yeah, yeah. Going forward, I honestly think he's got uh, so much more potential. And... It, I just wish we could get. Um, we can't get everyone in the team, obviously. <laughs> but I'd, I really wish we could play uh, Martinelli more. But uh, that's why. That's the only reason I'm looking forward to the Europa League, and I just to see players like that every week. Yeah. Smith Rowe, um, obviously, well, the Saka and Martin Martinelli can play up front. That I mean, I can't wait to see that. To be honest. I'm glad that you can find some, you know, redeeming quality about being in Europa. I'm oh, tired. That's, that's the I'm, only step. The only yeah, thing I'm so tired. Uh-huh. I'm so tired of being the big fish in that small pond, man. I'm just oh, so yeah. sick of it. But Glenn, I know, know. I know. I know we're all dying to be in the Champions League. But what can this squad actually do in the Champions League? If we go into the Champions League, Next Rubbish! No, 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 no! I don't, I don't, don't buy that. Tottenham got to the final last season. No, if you're super, he's right. If you're super lucky, <laughs> you know, anything you can. can anything can happen. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not buying that. People said, "What, what was the point in us going in the Champions League last season? Um, we, we only get threat, blah, blah, blah. You know, five-one buy-in. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You've got to be a Champions League team." And anything can happen. I mean, I mean, God, Porto won it completely out of the blue under Mourinho, obviously, at the time. No one knew about Mourinho at, at that point, and Porto had an amazing team, as it turned out. <coughs> anything can happen, and people, and unusual teams get to the final, and you've got to be in it to win it. And I, I think, as the way things have gone in the summer, with the, the acquisitions that we've made and so on, then, of course, we could have gone and done some damage in the Champions League but the same the same nagging doubts come into your mind about the manager I don't think he's ever got beyond the six, last 16 in the Champions right, League yeah. and he lost the bloody 5-0 lead <laughs> yeah I remember that oh my god I mean yes it was against Barcelona but he had a 5-0 lead and he lost it and he's supposed to be a defensive coach I mean what the fuck's that all about <laughs> 
So, but anything can happen, and uh, I, I don't regret not being in it. But I hate the Europa League. But the, the thing I'm, I'm, I'm actually sort of um, trying to make myself excited about is whether he, he can get a team full of um, uh, full of young youngsters. In that what, what little respect I had for the Europa League disappeared when they made everybody go to Baku for the final. I mean, oh. that was just absolutely ridiculous. Obviously, money under the table from an oil country to have the championship there because that didn't make any sense at all. No, I know. So that was that was the last little bit of respect I had for the Europa League. I know, I me too. Is, is Tim going to join? No, well, not heard, unfortunately. So, sorry so, about that, Tim. Maybe you didn't fancy it, or maybe you've been called away, or whatever. But um, we're going to do this. Yes, of course, I need to as well. But it's been an absolute pleasure. Absolute yeah. pleasure. Thank you ever so much. Uh, for being oh. on there. We're going to do this regularly, so maybe you can come on again in the future. Oh, my pleasure, man. Alex, I, it was my first panel discussion on Cannon Fodder. I did not know how much freaking fun this is. So, you know, <laughs> anybody that asked me, I'm going to be on their show because this is too much fun. But uh, thank you, Alex, for your original invite. That I, I am so... Uh, much gratitude to you my friend Andrew you rock thank you for inviting me on here I'll come back anytime you guys want to listen to me curse and rant and have my child have my child turn off the power in the middle of a show you know (laughs) I don't know I don't know what happened all I know is I pictured me I was like oh fuck and I thought it was you guys would see a freeze from me like this you know Uh, Thank you, Glenn, as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for coming on. It's been a oh, oh, my dudes, my dudes, my pleasure, man. So much fun. Thank you. Such a shame Tim couldn't come on, but uh, yeah. we're going to be doing this regularly. It's always going to be the chance every week for people to do it. Ryan, you've been a brilliant uh, guy watching. I loved all your comments. I really appreciate them. Please uh, help us spread the word about this show if you've enjoyed it. Um, and yeah, Alex, hope to speak to you again very soon. Absolutely, absolutely. But yeah, guys, up the Arsenal, man. See up the Alex. Arsenal. Thank you. Take, take it easy, boys.